0: Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin.
1: Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader.
0: It's the first week of the month, and that means the Leadership Brothers are back with another episode of Intolerable Bosses. Welcome back, everyone, and a hearty thank you for making the choice to join us right here, right now. I'm your host and executive coach, Terry Lepofsky, and I'm joined today by the other half of the Leadership Brothers, one of the top executive coaches in North America, all the way from Calgary, Alberta, my brother, Pat Lepofsky. Pat, welcome back to the show.
1: Well, once again, Terry, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Also, a big thank you to our show sponsor, the Otis Group at otusgroup.com, a great group of financial and risk management consultants and virtual CFOs that support this show. If you like what you're hearing on Intolerable Leaders, by all means, please support those who support us. I want to start with a thought. For anyone new to the show or anyone who's been listening to our previous episodes and is now tuning into this, We recently received a couple of emails that were essentially asking, is this show about inspiring leaders or is this a show about intolerable bosses? Well, to answer that question, it's a little bit of
1: both. Hey, Pat? Really, the essence of the show is to provide a forum for, for better leadership, for higher quality leadership. So each week we're interviewing inspiring leaders who share their perspectives and their practices so we can really learn from it. In fact, I really consider this show to be, it's like your personal PhD in leadership. Again, we're learning from some of the best people who are out there. Now I get so much practical wisdom from some of the people who've been sharing, and I really believe that this is a good or better than any other form of education and curriculum is to learn from people that actually do it. It's, it's like university. Thinking about all of the concepts that are presented is like having multiple, 50, hundreds of mentors that help you become a better leader And quite frankly, it's nice because people are donating time and it's free. So it's nice. It's you're getting free counsel, guidance and leadership from guests on the show, as well as from us.
0: Totally true. As long as you're subscribed, it automatically shows up to your smartphone or if you've got Apple play in your car or something similar, there's that button and all you have to do is just hit play. We're keeping it nice and short in around that 20 minute format so that it's very convenient for your commute or your workout or any time that you've just got a few extra minutes. But like almost everything else in the world, you appreciate something good more when you get to compare it to something bad. It's that old yin-yang concept, right? (laughs) Day, night, strong, weak, fast, slow. We realize that if we had only focused on great leaders, then their impact and their significance might seem diluted after a while. So now we're throwing in a little bit of balance by bringing to our audience a once-monthly show, and that's this one, Intolerable Bosses. And because lousy bosses are just a little bit reluctant to be interviewed, (laughs) we're discussing them rather than interviewing them. So the focus of Intolerable Bosses will be to expose bad bosses and explore what you can do to survive.
1: So far, we've covered the controlling boss. The indecisive boss, the stubborn boss, that's just in three months. Now, this month, we want to tackle what we consider to be one of the toughest and the most difficult, one of the worst bosses, which is really the harassing boss. Time Magazine's Person of the Year for 2017 was dedicated to all of the women in the Me Too, the hashtag Me Too movement. And in fact, sexual harassment cases have dominated the media over the past year and continue to do so. With all the focus on this topic, it really seemed to us that the most of the coverage that we've been exposed to relates to who did it. We're talking about some of the accused and the accusers. There's been a lot of finger pointing and allegations. And unfortunately, we both agree there's just too many victims, aren't there?
0: It's certainly at this point in time, as we're recording, it really is dominant in the media. It's all over the place. And let's get some clarity here. Exactly what is a harassing boss? I think although sexual harassment has really been dominant in that media, it isn't the only kind of harassment that employees have been suffering under. So true that sexual harassment is an absolutely brutal problem, but there are other forms of harassment that are toxic and destructive. What kinds? Well, here's a couple of ones that come to mind. Discrimination harassment, based on race, religion, age, sexual orientation. Or power harassment, where a boss just is compelled to dominate subordinates in unreasonable ways, like get this now, or I don't care, or you know, pushing people around, humiliating people. Well, if there's uh, one way to summarize this kind of boss, it's to say that it's based on disrespect, over-the-line nerve, pure audacity, and unmitigated gall.
1: So you think about it, if we had harassing bosses and we came to them And we ask them if they'd like to be on the show, just imagine what response you think we get. However, really, thanks to the Me Too movement, we're finally and now bringing this difficult conversation forward, making it less than shameful for people who have been victim to that type of leadership to admit that they have been suffering under one of these types of leaders and bosses. This is really a turning point with the Me Too movement and everything else that's going on these days, because for years, people suffered silently with really heavy weight on their shoulders, like coming to work day by day with those bricks on their shoulders. And for those of you who might have experienced this, you know what we're talking about. They're unsure of who to turn to. They don't really know who to talk to and what would happen if they did come forward. And in some cases, some people felt so threatened to stay silent that that's the way it had been. We really believe that the world needs more leaders and ethical leaders. If you've been suffering with a harassing type of a boss, this is your show. If it's someone you know in your workplace, somebody around you, someone who's been working for one of these bosses, share the show with them. Please send this podcast on to them and and pass along the word.
0: We really do hope that the content for this particular show gets out there and it gets out there big. So anybody who's listening right now, I strongly encourage you to share this. Let's get it out there in social media because when we were doing some of the research for this show and we were asking around and going through some of our own resources, one of the things that we found. Is that there's very little out there for people who have to try to figure out how to survive a harassing boss. Let's take a look at what options there are. Now, we've all seen a lot of coverage on TV and through social media and other means about people coming forward, telling their stories, and helping each other out. And in some cases, we're hearing about bad people getting what they deserve and many more cases are starting to go through the legal systems now but one thing that we have not seen as i've mentioned is the constructive suggestions for people that may be facing this kind of boss every day worried to go to work on a monday morning tears running down their cheek on a sunday night looking to the week ahead or just plain scared to talk to anybody about what they're being subject to every day in some cases Thinking about some of the stories that are coming out in the media right now, some people have even been threatened about going public with what they've been going through. And this is the reason we're going to focus this show right now on what you can do to survive a harassing boss.
1: The nice thing to know and to sit back and take a deep breath about is there are several things that you and that others can do if they find themselves in a situation like this. The main thing is we wanna emphasize the situation is not hopeless. There's always a way through what seems to be a brick wall in front of you. You know, one of the first things that people can do is just know where you stand relative to your organization's expectations. First few things, bring out your employee handbook or your employment contract, start there and see what's physically documented in terms of expectations. If there's a process to pl- to file complaints or grievances, learn what's in front of you and what your options are. So follow the steps outlined by your employer first, right, Terry?
0: Oh, absolutely. You and I were talking a little earlier, Pat. You made a good point about looking on your corporate website, especially on the About page of your corporate website, to the corporate values. Yeah. Know what the company's values are. Speak to that if you don't mind, Pat.
1: Wherever you find your company's mission but most importantly, the core values. What the core values of any company would be, any business, organization, profit or not profit, your core values are really the behaviors that are expected out of the people of the company most to make everything happen. You think about it, if you looked at each one of the core values one at a time, you did the old fashioned one to 10, where one is terrible and 10 is awesome. And if you ranked the individuals involved here on the one to 10 relative to the values, you're going to find a resting point to really have a foundation for the complaint or the allegation that may be brought forward starting at that high level.
0: I think we can call this just kind of knowing where the ground is or knowing where ground zero is. Uh, Besides being a great place to start, knowing what's expected and what's been communicated in your organization, well, really, that's where I would suggest people really kind of start. Now, Something else to consider is that this kind of behavior often starts off small before it grows and gains momentum. Offenders often do this. People that are stealing cars often started off by stealing chocolate bars. So many times the offending boss will claim that they were, well, only joking. Or if anybody attempts to call them out with comments that they've made, well, that's the kind of response that they normally get. So if it's inappropriate comments that you're experiencing, particularly framed or claimed to be a joke, immediately tell him or her that you find those jokes offensive. Make sure that you're clear. Say something like, when you do this, it humiliates me or it makes me uncomfortable or I find it inappropriate. Make sure that you put that out there.
1: Boss is just a person like anybody else. However, they deserve to know and they need to know If they're acting in a way that impacts your thoughts uh, and really your confidence in the workplace, as well as your productivity, we're really talking about boundaries here. If the situation gets worse or comes on strong, ask the boss for a private meeting and let that individual know that their behavior has been inappropriate or unwelcome. And in legal cases of discrimination or harassment, this typically has to be done and documented. If the person is not aware of what they're doing wrong, it's hard to hold them accountable. So there's got to be clear communication and a history of it. In a respectful, calm, professional manner, let that person, let that boss know that they're clearly out of line and that they've stepped beyond the boundaries. You don't want them to repeat their behavior. Immediately following that conversation, document what was said. Make sure you got a time and a date and keep it amongst your personal files, even in a personal location if need be
0: if I can add, that I would strongly suggest that you confidentially ask an HR rep to attend any meetings that you have with them and act as a witness if possible. If you can't do that, in some jurisdictions, you can actually use a smartphone to record the conversation. Now, in some jurisdictions, you're allowed to record if only one of the two parties knows that you're recording, and in other jurisdictions, both parties need to know or it's inadmissible. So make sure that you know whether you can record wherever you live or just make sure that they know before you press that record button as you're sitting with them. In line with that, I would say document all instances of inappropriate behavior. Write them down both before and after you talk to somebody in a formal setting if you're clearing the air. And if your boss is the highest up on the ladder at your workplace, you may not have somebody else that you can report the problem to. So the only recourse may be to file a harassment or discrimination claim. So start planning for the worst case now by writing down the dates, times, details of every incident. Be thorough. Also, keep any emails or other written correspondence from the boss that documents his or her bad behavior. And then keep those in a very personal file on your computer or in a safe place so that they don't go missing as well.
1: Absolutely. And the other thing, Terry, is it'll go to the highest authority you can in the workplace if a behavior continues following your conversation. And one thing I think when I talked about this, no matter where you live, respectfully within North America at least, whether it's provincial in Canada or if it's state governments in the U.S., there are labor relations hotlines where you can actually call to get confidential advice. Yeah. In many cases, it's actually something that's provided as a complimentary service to the citizens of that community. For sure. If the boss has a boss in the company, great. You may want to talk to that individual about the problem or about the challenge. It's always tricky when you go one layer up above your boss. However, depending on the severity of the situation, this is something that may be an option for you. Another option is really talking with your HR rep, a human resources officer of some form within your company. is they're often trained to deal with these issues. HR professionals are really there for the betterment and the protection of people within a company. If it's a unionized environment, the same type of thing. There's always systems within organizations to look out for and protect the people. Here's the trickiest part. Try your best not to get emotional. Stay focused on the facts, especially when documented, the facts of the problem. Bring along a copy of the documentation when you're going to speak with somebody and make sure that the records you've been keeping, that you have copies of things as well. And you've got the facts of the behaviors and the situation and the environment as detailed as possible. You could even consult through a labor relations consultant or potentially even a a labor lawyer about the challenge in general. Uh, Usually that consultation is something that's brought on as discovery, as a confidential conversation in the first case. It's an option to you as well. Now, people may advise getting further documentation or gathering witnesses to support, corroborate, or whatever it might be. A harassment or a discrimination claim is something that does need to be documented and backed up.
0: This is serious. We don't want to just go on hearsay. You don't want to start speaking for other people's experience. If you have somebody who can back up your claims, great, but don't start making claims for other people's experience. Don't start saying things like, Everybody on my team is feeling the same thing unless all of those other people are willing to come forward. Because if not everybody is comfortable enough coming forward or courageous enough to come forward, that could really backfire on you as well. So, along these lines, we mentioned keep notes, keep a journal, keep a log of every inappropriate comment for sure. Be specific. Make sure that you aren't reading too much into it just because of the feelings that you're starting to get. From that boss, make sure that you definitely feel very strongly about it. It's not just he said, she said kind of situation. And if you definitely are comfortable with it, then make sure that you write it down. Now, the last thing I want to mention here is meet with HR. Get in with human resources, that's what they're there for. Give HR all your specific examples of the inappropriate banter, conversations, it's touching and exactly how you're feeling uncomfortable. You don't have to sound like you're trying to get that person into trouble. Just stick with the objective facts, right? You're just tired of it, and you're unsure of what to say to him or her, and you need some advice on how to keep things at a more professional level.
1: As we've offered with all of our previous shows, if you feel stuck, and if you don't know where to turn, reach out to us, because sometimes it's nice to have the person behind the person. We'll help you. That's what we've been doing for years, Ray. Terry?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And that's a promise from both of us. All of our contact details are in the show notes. So scroll down, you'll find them there. I can be found at the theenvisiongroup.ca. And Terry?
0: I'm over at ubiquity.coach.
1: Well, what do you think? Have we covered this off pretty good so far?
0: It's not too bad, Pat. I think it's fairly comprehensive, although... If there's anything missing here, I definitely say we're off to a pretty good start for people here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just remember, you do have options. Never feel like you have to tolerate that intolerable boss. In all frankness, life really is too short. Big ball called Earth. You're here for a limited time. What do you want to do? You don't want to suffer through the pain and the indignity at work. You are worth way more than that.
0: Absolutely. Make sure that you're going through these options. And as we've said before, Share them with other people. If you know of somebody that just seems to have that situation brewing or they've shared some details with you, make sure that you share this with them. I want to make sure that I put out another huge thanks to our show sponsor, the Otis Group at otusgroup.com for their support of this show. The Otis Group, a fabulous resource for that financial and risk management consulting, and they're awesome people who care about creating a world with more leaders worth following. So please support those who support us. And thanks again, everyone, for your time and attention today and every week. We'll be back next week with the inspiring leaders where we're talking about leading with the law with Major Kashmir McKenna, or as I like to call him, Major Cash. Can't wait for that one coming up in one week's time. Thanks again, everybody. Take care, and we'll talk to you all again next week.
1: Thanks very much, everyone.